This is Channel 253 Sports. Hey, this is Kat Peterson, and you're listening to the Flounders B-Team Podcast, and I woke up like this. In 2004, 30 years after the birth of the Seattle Sounders, a crack podcasting unit was sent to prison by a federal court for a crime they didn't commit. These men and women promptly, well, eventually, escaped from a minimum security luxury prison camp to the Tacoma Underground. Today, still wanted by the Timbers Army for dropping trial in front of Jeltwin, they survive as supporters of fortune. If you need a hot take, if no one else can help, and if you can find them, maybe you can hire the Flounders BT. Hey everybody, this is Steve and you're listening to the Flounders B-Team Podcast. In the studio today, we've got some really special people. First of all, we've got Casey Catherwood from uh, S2 Tacoma. Great to be here. Thank Thanks, you so much. Man. Yep, absolutely. It's really good to see you. Mm-hmm. Mr. Podfish uh, Man. Of course. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Podfish <laughs> yeah. Man. All right. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Tim with the cue card. You're the man. Yes, I am. Uh, this is Tim. Yep, Tim's here. Uh, we've got Nate Bowling here. What up, fam? Hey, how you doing, buddy? And we've got Cap Peterson Hey y'all! I like she did With a hair toss, hair mm-hmm. but but tossed her microphone and, I did. Your, and her ear pod. Thank yeah, you. Right no one can it. see this, so yep. thank you for they selling me out. Yep. This is why we're nemeses. Absolutely, we're not nemeses, and I'm not sure that's the plural. By the see way, yeah, actually, it is nemesis. Actually, it is nemesis. It is nemeses. It should be nemesis. Nemesis, like octopi. Okay. So Enemies. this is a really special time for Major League Soccer. This is a time where. Uh, we as fans and supporters have access to players that we will never have again. Yep. Right. This is a really special time for us, uh, as fans, as supporters, and as the ecosystem in general, where, you know, players aren't getting paid a whole hell of a lot of money except for, you know, your DPs. Um, you are, uh, really at a place where people can talk and have access and, in that vein, we have a very special guest today. Uh, we have Stefan Fry in studio right here with us. Man, we're so excited. We're going to ask a lot of really cool questions. We're going to ask some questions from uh, the listenership uh, that have been posted on Twitter. And uh, but we're gonna. There's nothing. No holds barred, man. We're going to talk about everything that he'll let us talk about uh, with respect to his uh, background in Switzerland. Uh, his college days, uh, anything that he has to talk about with his um, uh, status as an American citizen, if he wants to talk about that. Uh, and of course, uh, outlook for this year. Uh, what does the goalkeeping staff look like? Uh, do we have a backup goalkeeper besides Brian Meredith in the wing? Um, what does that look like? We have all kinds of stuff to ask. I nominate Tim, by the way, for backup keeper. Tim Hamilton! And for backup, backup, <laughs> backup goalkeeper. <laughs> we just hope you never have to play, but I've it would be nice to root for you. What's the, uh, who's the big fella from, uh, is it, uh, oh crap. The one that eats the meat pies. Oh, Sheffield, Steve, that is. Sheffield Steve. United. Sheffield United? Oh, yeah, no, no. I know what you're talking about. Where they had the... They yeah, he was the Arsenal, keeper. They? Yeah, wasn't yeah. it Sheffield? And he no, got in trouble for, the, for eating meat pies oh. on the, on the, at the half or something. Yeah, but that was right? last year when they were when he stopped in the middle of the game trouble? to eat the It was the pie. FA Cup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was the well, second it was, string keeper. It was FA Cup and, and one of the like third division team or some local Rod, Bobby team. Shaw? Was it Shaw? I don't I remember think his name. Shaw. Was it also Joe Hart that had, like borrowed the hat from the fan to block to uh, block the sun out in the FA Cup this year? That was kind of amazing. Too. <laughs> his baller. Yeah. yeah, he was like he's like <laughs> in he's in the keeper box and like being blinded by the sun and borrows a baseball cap from a fan. 
<laughs> so awesome. I want to say yeah. Robert Shaw. But, but yeah, he got in trouble at, at for, for eating meat pies at the half. Uh, they'd made a really deep run. The roly-poly goalie. To the, the, the <laughs> roly-poly goalie. That's... It was against Sutton United. Okay. And uh, his name was... Bobby Shaw. Shaw, yes, it was. And he then later resigned from yep. his yeah, they, they basically made him quit the- because they thought there was some gambling, some betting on will he be seen on camera eating a pie, <laughs> and whether uh, he did it or not. Oh, that's I mean, good. yeah, he yeah. did it, but whether he yeah. put money down or not, I don't know. So like, that's where your life is. You are you are betting money on yourself on eating a meat pie in the middle of a hey, game. If you're playing like third or fourth division, <laughs> you could probably make your salary at just putting a couple bucks down on will he be seen on TV, and it's worth it as long as you don't have to get paid. Like yeah, as long as you don't get fine. caught, right? Everything's fine until you get caught. Yeah, he's yeah. So uh, whatever started this, I yeah, sure I'm in. I'm in. I can. Uh, you want to talk to Stefan if he shows up? We have to figure out who the new. Uh, uh, sports medicine trainer person is because you yep. seem to be signing all of ours away from us dave tenney's gone to orlando <clears throat> yeah to the coach or to do the basketball and then i think colorado rapids got another sports science guy from us okay we Super. still have dr morris though, right sure okay but he doesn't do the 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 meat uh the the monitors and the the I don't know the, oh, the true sports, sports science, stuff. right? Okay. Yeah, you tape a bunch of ping pong balls right. to a guy. He does How they the, made LeBron? The actual medicine. <laughs> he does the broken. Just shut, 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 shake your finger and point it in the right direction. All right, let's wrap it and keep it that direction. <laughs> Bizarre. Is, is, is there's a bone sticking out? Yeah. That All right. It. Well, uh, so with that, uh, after the break, we will have Stefan Fry right here in studio. You are listening to the Flounders B Team podcast. Hey, what's up, y'all? This is Stefan uh, of the Sounders, and you're listening to the Flounders B Team um, podcast. Podcast. I always want to yeah. say radio thing. I've never. <laughs> this is actually my first podcast. Period. What? That's, that's, maybe that's why I'm like blanking. But there you go. It's that a podcast. Hello, everybody. looking at steve the whole time i mean not every once in a while if he's if he's making doing signals this, or then uh-huh. you know maybe we yeah i tend speak closer to the microphone or something not right into the yeah mic, so. we're fine you'll be fine man <laughs> you know, you're sitting right across i think we're more nervous than you, you are all right the clean the clean seat is the time out chair yeah. yeah seriously okay clinton <laughs> go to your room <laughs> i'm sorry guys i'm really sorry okay i'll be back in a little bit Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Flounders B-Team podcast. And as promised, we are in studio. The illustrious, the handsome, Stefan Fry. How you doing, man? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Oh, thanks for coming all the way down to Tacoma. Yeah. I'm right on. Not my first time making it this far south, but Absol- I'm happy to be here. Welcome. Yeah. And it's your first podcast appearance, too, yep. we're told. Oh, yep. that is first fantastic. One. You guys you guys are my first. Well, um, <laughs> you're our first goalkeeper, <laughs> except for Tim. 
<laughs> you had it right the first time. He's our first guest. I was like, that doesn't really count. <laughs> Tim has given the evil eyes. <laughs> well, um, we have a, a pretty uh, pretty packed agenda today. Uh, first of all, we're going to talk with Stefan at length about anything he wants to talk about with us, which is going to be fantastic. But first, we've really got to get into the booze. We have a good selection of whiskey in front of us today. And Tim, I don't know if you have a couple minutes to talk about our first selection of the evening. Yeah, I looked up... Uh... Uh, the stuff online from their websites. Uh, first is Pendleton Midnight. It's the Seattle Sounders FC uh, whiskey. Bring it on. Choice. What? You want it? Oh, I'd love, I'd love some? some of that. No, Sorry, I didn't. You don't have any yet? No, else. I don't. Amateur. <laughs> well, you know, I'm, I'm trying to run a show here, man. It oh, is that. made with pure glacier-fed spring water from Oregon's That Mount sounds Hood. fancy. Pendleton Midnight thrills the senses with a com- <clears throat> complex taste, the exceptionally smooth finish, begging to be explored. Sorry, my punctuation is awesome. <laughs> begging to, begging be, to be explored. explored. Each batch of 90-proof oak barrel-aged whiskey Ooh. is Holy crafted shit. from premium ingredients and bottled exclusively by Hood River Distilleries. Um, uh, that is a fan. So we have an Oregon whiskey yeah. that sponsors the Seattle Sounders. It's also a Canadian uh-huh. whiskey. So. Mm, yeah. Very well, interesting. Well, it's an Oregon Canadian whiskey. What makes a Canadian whiskey a Canadian whiskey? I, it's the way know? it's distilled. I'm guessing. Oh, you guys are dorks right now. The I'm, man is <laughs> serious. I didn't look that part up, but I'm guessing it's probably more, uh, you know how bourbon's at least like 51% corn this mm-hmm. probably yeah. okay. maybe more rye than corn. Is it, rye. If you okay. spell with an E or not, isn't that the whole deal? Yeah, as long as your bottles oh, yeah. come in metrics. May I propose? No, because like it's the way that at least, at least oh, no, you can propose. Sorry. Oh. May I propose that we have a toast to Stefan being here? Yes. And then and let's clink our glass. Salute. Yes. Salute. Salute. Prost. Yes, blink, blink. Stefan, thank you. Go. Cheers. All Cheers. right, let's give uh, let's give some real tasting notes. <laughs> All right. Notes so, of leather, warm spices provided by a full body, authentic flavor. <laughs> Grover really Grover likes really it. Acts as a catalyst like, like for, so, socializing. A catalyst for socializing. Midnight flavors of original. Wait, mo- wait, wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on. They're starting to get a little. Night trains a catalyst of socializing yeah. for keeping it real. Like. <laughs> I've said it before. I'll say it again. Whiskey opens a lot of doors. It does. It absolutely does. All right. So does leather. So let's. Uh, Whoa. Leather and spice. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. So what's your okay. Is there any? I know everyone says, oh, it tastes like leather and nutmeg and whatnot. Do you notice anything? Wait, actually, hold well, on. I actually I notice... don't care what any of us think about this. Right. Stefan, what are your thoughts on the whiskey? I, sh- I probably shouldn't should have uh, put ice in it just to. Oh, you think just okay. just to really taste it? Here, I'll drink mm-hmm. yours then. It's pretty smooth. It's very <laughs> smooth. I've had regular Pendleton before, and it's garbage. Yeah, this is amazing. It's um warm and sweet and spicy. I don't taste that. the leather, which I feel glad about. I don't taste the leather either. Disappointed. <laughs> If you let it, it's if if it's like the second note, middle of the tongue, you can definitely taste a little bit of the uh, kind of the acidity of the leather. Let's uh, think about that for a little while. Let that rest on our palates. And with that, Stefan, how you doing? I'm good. Thanks for coming yeah. on uh, once again. Um, so, uh, do you have anything that you want to talk about or introduce on the show today? No. No. All right. I think you guys wouldn't. <clears throat> More ask we have, questions. We have oh, yeah. Maybe we go off or something. I don't know. These are just my questions. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Um, so, uh, 
we have uh, you, you've got a, 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 a history with the Sounders already. Uh, you've got a, a little bit of a status um, with the save that kind of saved the MLS Cup uh, last year in 2016. Uh, the 2017 Cup uh, going all the way back to Toronto on the back of uh, a, a huge, a long string of just goalless uh, matches, just clean sheets all day, every day, and. We just we we need to know more about you. We want to know more about you, where you came from, how you developed as a keeper, anything that we can just just get out of you. We want to squeeze you like an orange, man. Yeah. All right, so let's start from birth. <laughs> from birth. So tell me, what do you remember about your birth? <laughs> I was there, uh, but the save in 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 2016. A couple of the folks in in studio were actually at that match. Yeah, and I did did both. you want your own autograph after that save? <laughs> Uh, honestly, I was, um, so many people kept talking about the save and I was just, I was just so happy that as a team we did it. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, of course. Uh, I was, the first thing that I, when I kind of regained consciousness after Roman scored his thing, because honestly for, for the longest time I kind of had no idea what was going on. Mm -hmm. Just screaming on top of, uh, my lungs. I think there's a video (laughs) of me going through the thing and I think, um, someone tried to hug me. And I kind of pushed him away. And I'm usually not a very aggressive person, but I like literally pushed him away. And it's like, get off Unless me kind of deal. Um, and then I think uh, Charlie Line, who was one of our goalkeepers at the time, grabbed me and he's bigger than me, so I couldn't push him away. Um, and then it kind of like, um, you know, emotions came out and we had a good moment as goalkeepers where we just were weeping in joy um, and uh, we're just saying we did it. Like, you know, you, you, you think of all the hard work you put in on the training ground, especially as I think goalkeepers were, were a unique breed. I mean, we, we spent 40, 40 minutes to an hour at uh, each practice by ourselves. Yeah. So uh, you, you kind of get really close to, to your fellow goalkeepers. So it was a really neat moment. But I, I think after that, the first thing I thought of was, was Zach Scott. And I was so happy for him. Um, I, I would have wanted him to hoist that thing, to be honest, because, um, I mean, Mr. Sounders, right? Like, uh, I yeah. think th- those those things are so important um, for for teams. Um, some real, uh, real subs- sustenance, you know. Like, I I feel like the MLS at times, especially in its young age, uh, was really trying to find cool things and and meaningful things i mean i was in toronto and the trillion cup was kind of like you know oh no canada against uh, the u.s you know but nobody really cared um but these are real things you know real rivalries here um real legends uh, and zach scott is is a is, is one of them you know mm-hmm. so um i was super that, that was the first thing that i thought of and, and for me it wasn't my safe like everybody kept on saying wow what a save you know but uh, it's like it's just doing my job. That was that's what I was there to do. Um, I was happy to do it, and I was mm-hmm. happy I was able to do it. Um, and then after that, it, it turned more into you know telling people, listen, especially reporters and 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 and, and coaches, listen, like uh, I, if that will be my legacy, then that's cool. Um, that's a good one, I guess. But uh, <laughs> I'm still playing. I want to achieve more. How about if I, you know, win back to back? You know, mm-hmm. uh, which we were damn close to doing you know um but again how about just putting a second star in that jersey how about winning CONCACAF? Mm-hmm. come on uh, now getting some yep. more yeah, um, you know, supporter shield all those things are big big trophies and and so uh i have hopefully a couple more years to play yeah um and and uh and then when everything is said and done then that'll be a good moment to look back to do you know whether you're going to el salvador 
Um, I'm, I'm hoping. I have okay. no idea. I mean, I, th- okay. I think we're as far. I, I think I know as much as you guys. I think it sounds okay. like we're we're <laughs> we're really valuing the Champions League this year. Um, we're really uh, trying to uh, to make it far there. It's difficult, but um, um, I think uh, the opponent we were facing now is well. I mean, uh, according to uh, people in the know, is is was a favorable uh, a draw for us, but uh, maybe that'll allow us to really get into it rather than fl- facing a, a club America right away, mm-hmm. where you're essentially screwed. <laughs> um, right. So, uh, talk Express right here. Yeah. So, I mean, it's 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 difficult, but um, I, I think that gap between Mexico and the U.S. is closing, mm-hmm. um, and 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 I think maybe uh, players themselves are, st- are sensing. An opportunity there with the gap closing of potentially making history again. And again, okay. you know, I, I'd love to make that. Um, our path in Champions League is actually very nice because if we beat Santa Tecla, then it's uh, a home and away against Chivas. And Chivas is having a down run of form right now. And that's a really nice path. Like you said, not Club America, not Monterey. Mm-hmm. Can I ask a question really fast about MLS Cup 2017, if you don't mind? Yeah. Or you want to no, 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 go, go for it? Uh, so we were seated basically at midfield and watched Josie Altador's offside run. Um, <laughs> acknowledge you, you've watched the video enough. You no, think it was offside as well, or have you not watched, um, not watched the video? Honestly, I have. I've seen some things, but now most of the times I turn it off right before he gets the ball. But uh, it, it, I think he does probably deserved a second look. Yeah, I'm going to say that. I'm not going to say he was offside. Yeah, um, but it definitely deserved, especially in such a huge moment, uh, Mm -hmm. and it's a game changer, right? Um, Yeah, isn't that what VAR is for? Uh, to get it right, especially, I mean, uh, and 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 we have these discussions with referees before seasons every every year, and um, and I always play devil's advocate. I always I always tell them, well, what about this? What about that? Like one thing was, for example, I'd ask the referees, well, what if, what do you, what if you make a blatant error? And I throw a hissy fit and I'm like, you know, I'm cursing you out. You give me a yellow card. Um, And VAR proves that you made a mistake, right? Um, No, I keep my yellow. Right, right, right. Right. No, it should. I keep my yellow even though essentially you're telling me I was right. Mm -hmm. Right. (laughs) So I I play, I have devil's advocate with them all the time. But but I think the other other thing that that goalkeepers or uh, I'm aware of and I still haven't really figured it out yet is because uh, sometimes when a guy gets played in and um, everybody's stopping everybody's thinking it's offside mm. usually as a goalkeeper sometimes you, you kind of turn off too and it's like yeah it's mm-hmm. offside right but if the referee's smart mm-hmm. even though his linesman has the, the flag up he should let it happen let mm-hmm. the ball go in and mm-hmm. then really go to VAR to yep. make sure it's right so now I mean, as a goalkeeper yep. I should take this guy out yeah. and not let him finish mm-hmm. right um, so I have to adjust, but, uh, and again, I just play devil's advocate with them because that changes the game in a way, yeah. right? Because now what if I take him out and I injure him? Do I get a red card? But it, it, you're going to so pat on the back and feel the possibility. Until <laughs> right. yeah, yeah, he blows the whistle, you're on, right? I, I guess we have to learn it, um, yeah. to how to deal with it. So the referees, but, uh, yeah, to your question, I think it deserved a second look. In the end, I didn't harp about it too much because honestly, we, we played like crap and we didn't really deserve it. So. I, I kind of wanted to go there if you don't mind. Uh, and yeah. oh, so I guess we're we'll so we are. We made this it to MLS stuff, Cup based on our defensive like stalwartness, and then went into the biggest game of the year and probably played our worst game collectively. Uh, what do you think happened? Uh, None of your coaching staff will listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, 
it, everybody makes decisions. You know, uh, I think we we had uh, talking about coaches that there was difficult decisions to make uh, because we had too many good people. We couldn't line everybody up. We could, we could only put the eleven on the field, so that there was decisions to be made. And retrospectively, it's always easy to say, "Oh, you did the wrong thing." You know? Yeah. Um, but I th- I think we we just didn't find a way into the game. Um, I mean, I, uh, to be honest, I, I watched the game again. Um, um, every minute of it, and and it was. It wasn't as bad watching it as I thought when I was in the game. Uh, in the game, I thought um, our, our first touches were horrible. Our, our easy passes were astray. Um, our, our vision was n- not there. Um, it was just the simple things that allow you to really build in the game and, 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 and then feel comfortable. We weren't able to do it. And so I think we, we never really found a way into the game. And then and, and obviously uh, some of their guys had, had big games. Michael Bradley played well. Um, uh Giovinco we I thought kept somewhat quiet again um but 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 still you know Vasquez was was phenomenal for them I thought but um it, it's 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 a shame it's a, it's a real shame because before the game I I actually thought the pressure was on them Absolutely. we had yeah. we had a b- way better chance than the year before yeah. uh, our, our 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 squad actually was is a better squad or was a better squad in 2017 than it was in 2016 I think um but we just never really found a way into the game. You sure you didn't listen to the pod? Well, I was going to say we talked <laughs> just like we talked a lot before after the after the final the um the way they organized their midfield in the diamond. Do you think that had an impact on on the performance? Like yeah. were people trying to adjust to like where to mark or where to play based off of their their arrangement in the midfield? Um, you you always kind of have to adjust a little bit, especially if they're the ones dictating, right? right. It, it, regardless of what what the the formations are, if yeah. we're dictating, then they're going to have to adjust to us. But yeah. uh, and, and um, you know, they I, th- I thought actually quite risky move on their part as well, right? Yeah. I mean, because their formation tends to be uh, uh, one that dominates as well yeah. when they have their outside backs just bomb forward and essentially turn into a three in the back. That's worked really well for them. So for them to change away from that is. It's quite a risky move, too. As soon as I saw that diamond midfield, I thought Bradley was going to have to be working his ass off yeah. to, to, to get there. Uh, and he did. Yeah. But and he, he played. He w- no, but he was efficient, though. He didn't. Right. Because that's, that's what I thought. Thing. I was like, was, I okay, if, we get ma- forth, if he gets really tired, then, you know, that goes to our advantage. Mm-hmm. But that formation, I think, made, made it so he didn't have to work as hard, but, like, played much more efficiently for them. Yeah, I also, I thought, I thought we made him look good. You know, yeah, he, he, we, we gave him opportunities to look good. Mm-hmm. And, and then he's he's a guy who's going to take those. Like, I remember him chasing down in the second half. Uh, I think he was chasing down uh, Kelvin on the right side. And then Kelvin kind of left the ball in the open. And he, he went in for a good sliding challenge, mm-hmm. uh, retained the ball, and came right back down our throat. And obviously, the whole the whole the crowd is into it. Everybody, yeah. it, just, mm-hmm. it just gives sure. you a boost as a player, too, uh, like of his caliber. He yeah. can make that play. But... But everything around him and the intensity that will that will make you feel even better, you know. So I, I not, not to take anything away from from his performance, uh, um, I think we 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 gave him a chance to have yeah, a good performance. That's true. Uh, so go ahead, go ahead. Is, is it okay if we pivot to like your uh, your kind of upbringing and when you started playing the game and loving the game? Yeah, of course. Um, questions directly, or should I just give you the the lowdown and then you pick from there? <laughs> so, uh, we can open. Yeah, up your own we start with you, you start with your birth when you were born onto a clean <laughs> yeah, sheet. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to. I wasn't there. I've no idea. Well, one thing I, I think that we'd like to know is what was the last. Uh, this might be a good pivot to this. Is yeah. what was the last position you played that wasn't goalkeeper? And or were you always a keeper? Uh, I mean, 
uh, every every goalkeeper claims to be a good striker, right? Yes. Uh, <laughs> yes. I mean, I had my spells in in high school and and even in Switzerland where I would switch between just because um, of the situation, not because I didn't want to be a goalkeeper, just mm -hmm. because, uh, uh, for example, I my, when I first was in in high school, my freshman year, and I was in a JV team, and it was just I was bored back there yeah. mm -hmm. and I, i was actually i was the second highest scorer on our team I, oh, even wow. though i only played se second half as a striker it was just i needed to do something i was bored back then <laughs> Keep busy. um no but I, i mean i always played goalkeeper uh i, I started playing i uh, grew up in switzerland and i started playing when i was uh six years old actually uh backtrack a little bit so i have an older brother he's three years older than me okay and uh it, we always played sports my my dad um was big into sports he um played olympic handball actually played for oh. the for the youth national team until he decided to go down the education route um but we always played sports like you, anything you name it we, we we would play it but uh in terms of organized sports uh in my in my family there was a rule that you had to be a certain age to oh. join that so uh so my brother uh when he turned uh six he, he became a soccer player mm -hmm. i wanted to be a hockey player Nice. Um, He would have been a great hockey player. I want. I was going to be a goalie. Yeah. Uh, made a huge mistake. <laughs> And uh, well, missed, huge missed opportunity. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, maybe NHL pays a little bit more handsomely than MLS. I'm not going to lie, but I'm happy where I'm at. But uh, um, so my brother would come home every training and would just rave about uh, soccer, soccer, football, football, right? Mm -hmm. And I mean, to be fair, I was a soccer fan too. My mom grew up. Grew up just outside of Munich. Um, our team was always Bayern Munich. Um, we would go to uh, games at the old Olympia Stadium. Um, I mean, the beauty of living in Europe and following a European team is um, you have dinner and watch the game. It's The timing is yeah. much Perfect. more convenient yeah. than it is over here, right? Um, so it was an everyday kind of thing, soccer. But uh, I was adamant that I was going to do hockey until my brother kind of turned me. And when it was my time to uh, to pick a sport uh, at six, uh, I I became a, a soccer player as well. Um, you know, at the young age, you just kind of everybody is plays every position, um, which I can, I think I was I don't know somewhere in the front probably a striker like I said. <laughs> um, but we had a, a tournament in Austria, and um, I think our keeper at the time was got injured or something, and uh, and there was a huge puddle in front of the goal, and I was like, I want to go Superman through that puddle. And I did that. My mom hated it because she still had to clean my jerseys and stuff. Yes. Yes. <laughs> But uh, I loved it. And at that point is when I decided I wanted to be a goalkeeper. Um, so you came to the U.S. in the late 90s. Like, was that with a plan in mind? Like, I'm going to go to America, go to high school there. And then I have this plan to play soccer at college in America. Or was it a byproduct of like, oh, my parents are going there. So I'm now have a new plan. Uh, I, I did not come by choice. Okay. I'm going to say it like that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, I, I, I be, I was a goalkeeper at six and, and I, um, I was very fortunate because I, I had a, a coach who worked me really hard. Uh, I always played, uh, at least one or two years ahead in terms of, uh, my competition, mm -hmm. uh, always with older people, but I always loved working. Like I remember we would not have training on Wednesday, but if, if, uh, that coach would call me and be like, Hey, you want to do extra stuff? I would be on my bike and go mm -hmm. straight to the training field. I, I just, I just loved working hard and jumping around and watching Oliver Kahn tapes and mm -hmm. Peter Schmeichel tapes yes. and then VHS and rewinding it and watching <laughs> it. Again. Um, and then it, it turned from that innocent, like love for working hard and, 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 and 
not really understanding at that point the mental aspect of a position. Um, but still, I mean, I, I went from that local team to then the local professional team, uh, uh, St. Gallen, which was, uh, I don't know if you remember Barnetta, Tranquilo Barnetta, who played for Philadelphia Union uh, two years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he actually played with him in the U15s over in oh, Switzerland. Really? Oh, wow. and, uh, and so I played there for a few years and then made the youth national team with him as well, U15s. So wow. things were looking, really, looking yeah. really good. I mean, I was actually one of two 14-year-olds in the U15s. Everybody else was 15 already. Yeah. So things were looking up until my dad decided uh, he wanted a job in California and his family had to come with him. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. No, I'm, not, not, I'm not holding anything against oh, that of course, right. it's, it's all me, <laughs> it's all in the path right yeah and also also for me family was everything uh yeah. family's always been very very important for me so uh it was a no-brainer like you know but but i don't think i realized uh how much of a reboot it would be i mean i went from that to um arriving in california and our dad taking us to a local park on sundays because he heard that there was a soccer team training there and literally walked there and we watched him train. And my dad was like, can, can my sons try out? And they were like, no, we don't do that. Like, yeah, just <laughs> once a year, try out thing. And then the next week we came back and did the same thing. And then he's like, okay, they can do it. And they realized that we were, my brother and I were somewhat capable of mm-hmm. playing soccer. Yep. Better than so, everyone a bit, else. <laughs> a bit, a bit capable. Uh, what position does your brother play? Um, he p- played winger for the most part. Is he um, available? He's not. <laughs> he's not. Uh, ABC uh, always be closing. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've, I think. I, I think uh, he's always taken uh, the bad injuries on Aww. my behalf. Um, so uh, thanks, thanks, big brother. Um, no, I mean he he uh, he went. For him, it was difficult because when he when he when we came to states, he had one year as a senior in high school, and then he was going to go to college. So in that one year, he had to kind of show. In terms of grades yeah, and stuff, tough. how to get in, yeah. and then our grade system in in, in Switzerland is is uh, one to six, six being perfect, but it's not like an A plus here. Like six is impossible to get. Right, it's right. literally impossible to get. Uh, my brother had like a five point two five, um, and is my brother has a PhD in physics now. So oh okay, so he's, he's doing all right for he's himself. Pretty darn okay. smart. All right, all right. Um, but 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 he was going to go to uh, to Stanford, and uh, he had some injuries. Um, and was not able to go. So he went to Cal, and I followed him because family is important. Um, but yeah, uh, we always soccer was always a big part of our lives. So that's a pretty decent backup school. I mean, <laughs> it's funny because he, he applied to Cal and and he didn't get in. So then he did a second application, and he got in. So then he went to uh, uh, undergrad there, and then went to Columbia, New York, for for grad school, and got his PhD from there. And Man, yeah, he's very very smart. Any uh, particular type of physics? I'm just curious. I teach honestly. High I physics, I not have no brother. idea because I, I went to this his dissertation in New York and. Um, I have no idea what he's talking about. <laughs> it's like the same feeling of that winning the like cup physics. and you can't see or hear <laughs> anything Tunnel anymore. vision, yeah, he's shell-shocked. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that cool. type of deal. At what point did you realize, hey, I can make a living doing this? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a good question. I never really looked at it as in like, can I make a living? Uh, it was more like, wow, I could, I could, uh, I could uh, make a dream come true. You know, it wasn't about the monetary thing, really. Sure. Um, um, I I have to say, uh, so 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 when I w- when we did move to the U.S. and um, again I had to reboot from nothing, and meanwhile my colleagues in in uh, 
ex-teammates in the U15 Swiss national team, uh, won the Europe Cup. Um, So they went to Arsenal, they went to Bayer Leverkusen, they went to... uh, you name it, they went there, and I was playing club club soccer in California. So that was the one time where I was like a little bit like, uh, I don't know if that was the right thing, you know. Yeah. But in terms of soccer, again, for me, family was so important that, and I'm never someone to uh, to uh, look back and say I wish this would have been different or that. Um, mm-hmm. So I guess my 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 path to to becoming a pro uh, was a bit zigzagged and a little backwards and forwards and upside down but it, it worked out i think it made me stronger and made me turn me into who i am when did it become a, a, a an idea of like oh this is this could be it i think in the u.s when i um probably my second or third year in high school is when when i started kind of getting more interest I, I did the whole odp thing olympic development program uh worked my way up all the way to um regional team which was the highest i could do as a non-american um the next one will be national team and i couldn't do that but 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 you you realize quickly that there's a value involved because uh, people were talking about oh well you can get a full ride to this you can you can get mm-hmm. your degree so immediately already it's like okay well that's one thing you can look forward to like you know can you use this asset to 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 help you in the, re- in the rest of your life um, and then obviously once you're in college you, you're starting to uh, have agents uh, you know not not officially agents um tell you but but you hear things people are interested you you win um um and uh, ncaa um uh, athlete or, or whatever like what was it i can't remember but was i won the college, trophies the college keeper equivalent of the herman N- not for goalkeepers i don't think but they have um top 11s and they have first team second team all yeah. american right, right. all those things yep, you know yep. so I, you win a couple of those things and then you really you know the interest is there mm-hmm. um and uh my i registered my first year in college but uh my junior year so to speak i uh, is when when i was approached or uh not approached but i was told that there is a possibility of a ga deal and that was my path to now fully go go forward with it and realize that dream i guess oh that's awesome so uh, uh, actually, Nate had uh, Steve Zakwani on a little while ago, and he was talking about kind of the the, the foreign feel to uh, not having a, a like a college soccer system in uh, in in England. Yep. And uh, was that strange to you? Is that something that you, you were preparing for for one path, and you kind of got disrupted and had to kind of change your plan a little bit? Um, I think what, what, I think how was that making that mental switch? Uh, at for least you? for me, the way things were progressing in Switzerland, mm-hmm. they were just progressing. Like I was having a blast. I was doing well. Um, I wanted to do better. Uh, and if I would keep doing that, I would have just kept going up the ladder. You yeah. know, um, I think I think there's there's different avenues in the U.S. So 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 things that I struggled with, for example, is um, when when you're in college. So I'm in college and I want to go pro and I'm, I'm busting my butt. I'm showing up for training always on time or actually I was late a couple of times, but I tried. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, try to be a professional as much as you can and really prepare for, for making that next step. Uh, meanwhile, you may have a teammate who's showing up to training drunk and it would just infuriate me, right? But what you have to realize is that not everybody is there for the same reasons. And that's exactly that's that difference, right? Because if you are in the, at that point, if I would have been in the U18s or U19s in Switzerland, mm-hmm. um, if someone would have showed up drunk to a training, he would have been gone. 
yeah. right so uh because everybody that shows up to that training is there for one one thing only and that's get to get to the new 19s or the new, new 21s and get to the next next level right hmm. so that was that was a, a thing i had to wrestle with because i couldn't fault my my teammate because he was there to have an education have a good time play some soccer um use the asset that he had a good you know high school career mm-hmm. that got him into a good school at uc berkeley you know those huh. those are differences for sure um I think that's uh that's something we could unpack on another show. Yeah, I think it's just kind of those the difference between the the European system and that kind of that drive that single purpose and the kind of variegated. Well, there's also a whipsaw effect to it, right? So you go from the Swiss national team like system to playing Pac-12 soccer to right. getting drafted by TFC. And like TFC in the dark ages. Yeah. Yep. Like like <laughs> we we were talking before you got here just about like Okay, just I'll just put it out there. Yeah, go for it. We think that one of the reasons why you're such a good keeper is is you put up with so many shots at TFC, and like just being there and getting peppered constantly, 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 constantly. Like those teams were dreadful for years, and you were just like kind of sent out to the wolves game after game. Yeah, I mean, for one, I think the fact that uh, that team was struggling probably gave me an opportunity. Um, I mean, when I came into that team. Uh, uh, Greg Sutton was there, who was the Canadian national team goalkeeper at the time. So for them to, you know, if things would have been rosy, I'm pretty sure they wouldn't have put in a rookie goalkeeper. Um, so that gave me an opportunity. I had some good coaches who who believed in me. So that was important. Um, uh, yeah, seeing seeing lots of shots and and lots of being being exposed to lots of different. Um, um, scenarios, you know, experiences. Those, those are, you know, when, when we're talking about, oh, he's seen that before, he's done this a million times. Well, you, it, it's good when you've seen certain things. And, and yeah, with TFC, I, mm-hmm. I had my fair share of, um, of opportunities to, to, to see stuff. But, uh, but on the other end, I think that was a little bit towards the end of my time w- w- with Toronto before I got injured. Um, I think it started breaking me apart mentally because, you want to win, um, you know. It. it uh, I don't. I don't consider myself in a good game. If I, if I if I make six saves but we lose three or four zero, it doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, I let four or five goals in. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter, and, and that weighs you down. That tears you apart. And at some point, that 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 really messes with your confidence. And I think that was that's the other side of playing for at that time not such a good team. Right on. Uh, with that, we're going to go ahead and take a little bit of a break. Let Stefan catch his breath. Maybe see the bottom of that glass and maybe the start of another one. I'm ready for another one. <laughs> <All right. laughs> I'm Steve, and you're listening to the Flounders B Team Podcast. right tacoma taco man is on the lookout for amazing tacos in tacoma our mystery hero digs into the best tacos with amazing guests starting with the cast and producers of your favorite channel 253 podcasts check it out at channel 253.com channel 253.com offering the best audio in tacoma taco man no tortilla is safe
we're back. Welcome back to the Flounders B Team Podcast. We are here in studio with Stefan Fry, and we are moving on very quickly to the next whiskey. Kat, what are we drinking? Uh, we're drinking Jameson Caskmates IPA edition. So um, it sounds like it's the typical what you'd expect from Jameson, but what they've done um, is they've aged it in IPA barrels instead mm. of their regular barrels. And so what you should see or taste rather mm-hmm. is light citrus flavor and pleasant, happy aroma um, that you and then the regular uh, Irish whiskey with a hint of the IPA. So I have qu- I have a question about barreled IPAs in general. Is that like a thing? Like, yeah, I'm- I didn't know that IPAs were barreled. Caskaged. Yeah, it's, right, well, the castmates, right. the Jason Cheers. did the same thing. Well, they got to store them right, somewhere. A clink to step in. To our guest. And here we go. Um, I, I definitely taste the hops. I think the water releases it a little bit, actually. It smells it a little spicier than the last one. The last one smelled very sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it adds a little depth to the other. Ooh, different. I don't like yeah. that. Jameson does this castmates <laughs> thing. Uh, they, they've already let out a like stout. It. So the Jameson. Wait, Kat said, I don't like this. In case he was like, I have you under. Thank you. <laughs> Jameson Ford, Ford has stout. <laughs> so they basically have a, a, a Irish whiskey that's finished in um, stout barrels. Anyway, I think ice. that would be oh, good. Senor Fry, thoughts on the whiskey? I like it. It's definitely got some fruitiness going on. Oh, yeah. Um, Citrus action. Yeah, almost felt like cider right away. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, but, yeah. But oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. it's good. It's good. It's different, but it's good. Right well, on. We break, Tim had a question he wanted to shoot. Oh, yeah. we were just we before I didn't want to lose our place, but we were basically transitioning from uh, Switzerland to the states, and then you know what? What was your first experience? What was your first shock of like, wow, this is this is what the streets the streets are not really paved with gold. I mean, what what's the first impression <laughs> of America versus I'll, what you? I'll thought? give you a good one about sports. So uh, this was maybe a. Um, our first sport sporting event that we went to, my brother and I, we went. Uh, he got tickets for San Jose uh, Sharks against Coyotes um, playoffs. Badass. Yeah, we were stoked. So, because uh, I mean, hockey is pretty big in Switzerland yeah. too, um, and so we're, we're ready to go. So we're driving down to San Jose, um, doing the first first the the whole. Um, you know, barbecue on the, under the bridge and in the parking lots was something new for us. <laughs> kind of cool. Totally get behind that. The tailgate action. But yeah, but yeah. but we showed up um, the way we would go to a hockey game in Switzerland, which means snowboard jacket. Oh, jeez. Completely, you know, ready ready to to weather the cold. And we get inside, and um, there's a guy sitting in front of us. I remember my brother and I looking at us, looking at each other. Well, it's hot, right? Obviously, but there's a guy sitting in front of us. He's got a t-shirt on and shorts and he's got um, a box of nachos here and he's got um, chicken wings on the other side. <laughs> and he's just going, That's going to town. Well, and that was America. Like, yeah. Because uh, yeah, in Switzerland, you'd be you know next to each other just trying to stay warm because uh-huh. it's kind of cold. Um, you're <laughs> close to the ice rink. It was, it was a completely different experience. But um, yeah, welcome That's to America. <laughs> Do you normally play outdoors or is the air conditioning on or... <laughs> I know this is California. <laughs> why was it so cold? That's just how they have it. I don't know. I mean, I've I've been to the Spengler Cup in Davos, which is, I mean, I guess that whole stadium is like made out of wood. Um, it's super cool, but like they literally they 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 get all the people in and they chaperone them in and they line them up next to each other. There's no place to sit. You're standing, and I mean on that one side at least, and uh, and yeah, you're you're wearing your ski jacket, you're wearing your snowboard jacket. It's cold. They they're not really wasting. 
too much time and money on heating on the stadium. heating the, right. an ice rink they place. Yeah. Yeah. Center <laughs> so I, I just going to jump in really fast. I teach uh, AP Human Geography, and one of the things we talk a lot about is like accents and dialects. Yeah, and I often use uh, Switzerland as an example. Because like there are regions that are German speaking, Italian speaking, French speaking, and then there's a Romance. The Romance, the mountain language. The mountain Correct. language. Yes. Uh, which actually goes all the way back to like the Romance languages. And anyway, Sounds sexy. Uh-huh. Dorky. Uh, what region are you from? Because like your accent is really fascinating to me. It's doing like, it's just like four different things kind of along the way. Okay. Some people say they don't hear an accent at all. Others like... I definitely hear it, but there's, there's a small. I hear okay, it. I'll there's take some it. sibilant stuff in the it's back. Probably the booze starting to. Do well, yeah. to explain, <laughs> yeah. right? You pronounce a lot of the uh, German words well. <laughs> it's funny because well, I'll we'll tell that story afterwards. But uh, some of my teammates always make fun of me for some things. But um, so so with languages, I'm from the eastern speaking part. So uh, in in Switzerland, you have cantons. You don't have um, states. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the canton that I was from was uh, Saint Gallen, and this, the big city of it was Saint Gallen as well, Saint Gallen. Um, which is uh, at the very, very uh, northern, northeastern part of Switzerland. Um, it uh, it has actually at the very top, it has the Lake of Constance, which forms the border to Austria and to Germany. Mm-hmm. So um, and, and so that the Rhine River flows into that lake, and that bo- that that Rhine um, forms the border to Austria. And there's obviously a, quite a few um, uh, towns on there. And so my town was there. I could literally I could ride my bike over to Austria. It was mm-hmm. the town's called Wittenau. And so I am. I am from Wittenau. I know on uh, my Wikipedia it says Altstetten. I was born in Altstetten because some towns are so small they don't have you big have hospitals. Yeah. Sure. Um, so I, we had to go to our neighboring town, and that's where I was born. But I'm actually from Wittenau. So you're saying you could be Austrian if you just drove a couple miles and had been born in that hospital? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if anybody would do that. No one would do that on purpose? No, no. Okay. Because Because <laughs> the funny thing is there's like that the Germans speak German, we speak a form of German, and the Austrians, and there's a bit of a feud between all three of them, but they all think, you sound stupid, no, you sound stupid, <laughs> you sound stupid. We, you say that so, about Canadians. Yeah, so yeah. you wouldn't want to be and born in Austria as a Swiss South. person. <laughs> Everybody. But so, uh, yeah, there, there's there's so many dialects. Like, So I speak German, I grew up speaking German, Swiss German, and the way you have it is you, you speak Swiss German, but as soon as you enter school, you enter... Like the threshold when you go into in the class, you're not speaking Swiss German. You're speaking High German, which is how you would read a book. There's no, there's no magazines or books printed in Swiss German. Um, I mean, if I would text my buddies, I would maybe text in Swiss German or my brother, but it's more of um, a spoken language. I would I would maybe like write it the way I would think I would say it, but he may like not write it the same way. And then there's so many dialects. I mean, my parents are from Basel. Um, and, which is up north and uh, they taught us certain words um, and, and I thought it was normal but when I said it living in Vietnam people are like what are you talking about <laughs> um, so you can definitely even uh, within Switzerland there's you know you can definitely tell okay, you're from there you're from there even sometimes between just towns that are right next to each other neighboring towns you can tell that one's from here and the other one's from there and this is just talking about German mm-hmm. let alone uh, Italian, French or Romance you, you, when you came in, you replaced Michael Sperning, who was the Austrian keeper. We have a thing for like Central European keepers, apparently. <laughs> uh, did you ever get to meet him, or are you have you crossed paths at all? Um, no, I mean played against him. Yeah. Um, no, but uh, I was always told that he was a really good guy. Obviously, uh, I think him and Tommy Dutcher were, were close, close, uh, uh-huh. and um, you know, followed him on Twitter. 
and uh, congratulated him on some of his accomplishments, especially recently of him uh, uh, retiring uh, after a successful um, successful career. And I think he took a, a coaching job as well. Um, I think in Berlin. Okay. So, but no, I mean, uh, uh, sounded like a really nice guy, um, and uh, a, a crazy story for him too, right? I mean, where where soccer took him, anywhere like you know, from Austria, but played in Germany, played in Greece, played in the U.S. You know, it's and all thanks to the beautiful game. It's pretty awesome. How so, old were you when you had your first Mountain Dew? <laughs> These are, we ask the uh, hard-hitting questions here on the Fire Nate, Speed Nate team. Nate from Tacoma wants to know. This is a pretty, pretty important <laughs> question. So I, I, love, I love where your head's at because these are, these are important questions. Because I'm glad we're getting we into these because I've got a whole list. My, we know my, it's hard-hitting. This is, this is a question my mom would love to answer because <laughs> when, we, when I first came to the States, my first year in high school, I, I, um, I found... Mountain Dew. I you found did the Dew. He did, he did I the found Dew. Peanut butter cups, and oh. I went yeah. on a bit of a binge in, until my mom said, "You need to lay off. Like you're getting a little, a little pudgy buddy. Yeah, like, so um, you're America. looking a little too American. Mountain Mountain this is what a real democracy looks like. Um, <laughs> um, Doritos. I mean, first yeah. time I we went on a North America trip. We we came here before we actually moved here to find high schools, and then we did a bit of a vacation. We drove from San Francisco. Uh, through Yosemite Park down and Death Valley down to Las Vegas. And so on that road trip, like my brother and I discovered Doritos. <laughs> like the original <laughs> like, flavor or Cool Ranch? I mean, the back throw it all. All of them, yeah. But yeah. nacho cheese, cool cheese on I all think your fingers. Like a Dorito salad. <laughs> Would you say that was sort of the beginning of the sort of the nail in the coffin to when you becoming an American citizen in 2017? It was like, uh, they the Doritos, we'll, I'll stay for that. I'm sold. <laughs> Mountain Dew was the gateway drug, and then it was the but, Doritos sealed but, the deal. But in all seriousness, oh, you, you became a U.S. citizen last year, yep. right? Officially. And my question is, wh- why would you ever do that? That's a good. No, it's, I mean, honestly, I like I, I, in this current day without, and age, without sounding like um, uh, like a bad person, I resisted for quite a while. Yeah. Um, and so, so my first, so my first year um, uh, with Toronto, um, obviously, I played right away. I played a lot. Um, I had a decent year. Um, I think I was defensive MVP. Uh, and then uh, Michael Brad, uh, not Michael Bradley, sorry, Bob Bradley called me and was like, "Do right, you huh. want to play for the U.S. national team?" And um, um, I did not take that lightly at, at all because for me, I think uh, a lot of players these these days are getting blamed for being mercenaries um, and and just going where the money is at. Huh. I think especially when you're talking about national teams, uh, there's. Uh, um, a lot of weight behind that. There's a lot of meaning that needs to go with that. And then uh, I, I thought about it for a while and, and I decided not to. Huh. So uh, that was in 2009. And um, um, obviously I spent some time in, in, in Toronto. Um, seek, I mean, I was hoping that I was going to get called up by the Swiss national team. Um, I, I had actually Swiss newspapers keep on telling me, you know, oh, why isn't the, uh, they were writing articles about me. Yeah. Um, why isn't he getting called in and stuff? And it was a bit the uh, the snobby European. Oh, we'll see how he does when he comes to Europe type deal, you know. <laughs> um, but but uh, I think throughout Same my story. later years in Toronto, I kind of um, let that one slide, and I was like, whatever, you know, that's not it's not really in my hands. The politics, right? I mean, I can focus on playing well and training well and trying to stay healthy, and that's what I'm going to do. And then um, when I came back to uh, to the U.S. Uh, and Seattle, I think that's when. Uh, Pretty quickly on, that's when uh, I started 
really warming up to the idea of become a citizen because I found myself in a place where I really like the people um, and there's nothing against California um, be, but I, I felt a lot of the people were very very worried about uh, what they were wearing how much money they were making what they were driving and I very superficial and, and maybe that was my original experience because in Switzerland it's very hard to make friends but when you do um, it's pretty real um, and in the States, I was, or uh, my introduction to the States as AKA California, um, everybody seemed so nice. But, um, when I tried to become real friends, it wasn't the real oh, deal. Yeah. So it seemed California to me still has a little bit of that superficial mm-hmm. feel because that's what was my introduction to, to the U.S. culture, right? But so, uh, going back to Seattle and now, um, I, I really like the people here. Um, you know, I loved, how supportive everybody is in Seattle specifically, not just for the sports teams, but I think that's why we have a lot of uh, startups, a lot of successful companies mm-hmm. because uh, people want their neighbors to do well. Uh, positivity mm-hmm. is amazing. I think success, as I said this before, we won in the first, uh, in 2016, um, uh, success uh, strives in a positive environment, you know, and uh, that's totally true. So uh, I really like that. And then obviously came the whole debate with politics and that's where I felt a bit excluded. Because I didn't feel I had the right to discuss these things uh, or to share my opinion with it because it wasn't it wasn't my country. And so before I wanted to do any of that, I was like, okay, I need to decide whether I really want to become a citizen or not. So I did, and um, now I'm a happy American. That's it. Right um, what's answer. that process Welcome. like to what's become a citizen? Like um, uh, tedious. Okay. Um, so there is there's lots of things that you have to actually um, uh, requirements that you have to fulfill. Uh, whether it is like having have lived um, for the last consecutive so many so many years within the U.S. So even though I went to high school and college in in the U.S., um, I still I wasn't ready to or legally allowed yeah. to become a citizen. Which was I mean I had spent at this time half of my life in North America. Obviously mm-hmm. some of it in Canada, but um, okay. I still had to wait a little bit. Um, until I was able to finally do it and then have someone who prepares everything well for you. I mean, my going in for my meeting, I think my my uh, folder was a few inches tall and I was like, wow. I mean, it took probably an hour and a half, two hours. Uh, and he said, that's probably the smallest folder he's going to see all week. Um, <laughs> I mean, because obviously there's people who... Uh, uh, who get sent back who have uh, criminal records who have mm-hmm. well, you name it you know and then obviously those files get uh, bigger and bigger so mine was mm-hmm. apparently pretty straightforward it still took quite a long though so you've been in the league since 2009 uh, how have you seen the American soccer culture like change and develop over that time the culture so not the product on the field but like the, the all, fans all of the above sir all of the all above, above. Um, uh, so on the field, I think it's been ridiculous to change. Uh, it's been crazy to be part of it. I, I I love it. I think, and I've said this, you guys probably heard me say this before, the fact that we have a chance to be uh, make history with teams, blah, 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 that whole uh, talk I've said before. That's a really cool thing. Um, uh, but yeah, in 09, I mean, that that was like the Beckham, the Beckham time, you know, like mm-hmm. we, we needed exposure. We needed people to come into the, uh, into the stadium, you know, and he, he did that. I mean, he was probably the greatest signing for this late period. Um, we're well past that now. I mean, if you look at potentially bringing in, let's say, uh, a 42 year old Messi, yeah. um, 
he's probably still pretty darn good. But um, I think we're past that as a league, you know. Um, now you're starting to have, um, you know, you have uh, Nico, you have, um, mm-hmm. I mean, what Atlanta's bringing in. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Atlanta's, terif- Atlanta's terrifying, by the way. I, I agree. Oh, I agree. That it is, I thought they were going to run is, the table this year. Yeah, it's it's something, that they're setting the bar really high, uh, for sure. And so um, I think teams will have to follow suit or be left in the dust. Um, not Not necessarily to that extent, right? But you have to keep going because uh um i don't know but it sounds like um in terms of the ownerships now you have these people who are wanting to actually spend money mm-hmm. they outweigh the ones that are just willing to sit there and let Status this thing grow you know new england um i'm not gonna name names here but sure. we all know who <laughs> we'll <laughs> talk about <laughs> and then uh so yeah i mean i think the quality's gotten better we're, we're still we're still more of a physically um minded uh, league you know where I think that's why you see some technical guys coming from Europe and they get crushed and they're like what is going on right um, but uh, um, in terms of um, tactics and uh, a soccer IQ we still have a ways to go um, for sure but that, that, that's nothing to be ashamed of uh, I mean you can't expect to all of a sudden um, get these things up, up up to European standards within a couple of years it's just not going to happen right um, but I think it's it's been really good on the field uh, to, to, to see the progress off the field um, it's really nice to see the new teams come in and come in with such strong support right away um, uh, that's really important I think I think we're close to challenging for the top three uh, sports in, in the US you know most watched most attended which is which is huge too um, cause I mean, uh, you know, I think, I think people like to watch sports in the U S differently than in Europe. Um, uh, they like stats, you know, I mean, the U S audience is stat driven and that's mm-hmm. why they love baseball. That's why they love football, basketball, Jesus, all those baseball, things. Sorry. Right. I mean, I, I tried baseball a few times and I didn't never made it through a whole game, but, um, you could throw at least one pitch. You got that <laughs> uh, one pitch yeah. down, right? You've got I was Mariners. Sweating. You got uh, <laughs> on your Instagram, you're wearing a Mariners. Yeah, I love that shirt. Yeah, that that yeah, jersey. Shirt. Is it called a jersey? It's yeah. a jersey. <laughs> yeah, that jersey. The baseball kit. Okay. But the manager uh, does wear the same jersey as everybody else. Uh, but but I think I think so to to grow it more in terms of the audience. Like maybe we we need to make pushes more for for giving the audience stats. I know Adidas tried this a, a few years back when I was still with Toronto because Adidas has a great opportunity because they have the whole league. They were trying to get the system out where. Um, Every team had the same system in terms of uh, uh, GPS tracking, mm-hmm. um, and, and then you could too. get it onto the iPad, right, to the coach, right, and he would know who was in which zone. Well, the next step, although they they ended up not using it anymore, but the next step would have been to then give some of the, that information to the broadcasting team, sure. right, which w- I think would have been awesome. I think at some yeah. point that needs to come, you know, when you can see on the bottom. Well, Nico's freaking gassed right now. Yeah, he's and that miles is. Today. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they they show that, right? They show how much you've covered distance. But wouldn't it be cool to see maybe in what zones those distances mm-hmm. were covered right. or um, um, heat maps, all those yeah, things. I mean, that, that maps here, I right. think I think American what audience that? Audi would be stat? Huge that's like that. yeah. Yeah. Nobody knows that. They indexed the Audi index. Audi index. Yeah. That, that is a, that is that's, a, that's make, too. You could maybe explain how that one works. No, sure. no. Maybe, your, probably, maybe your brother would understand. Yeah. I don't think Audi can explain that. But like you could, it's yeah, it's I. I don't even mess with that. So, it's the no. David Villa index. Yeah. <laughs> you mentioned Adidas <laughs> and how they own the whole league. 
and you brought some nice things for us. Uh, one of the things you have here are some gloves. Yeah. Uh, the one of the questions I had is, how many of these do you get and do you go through? Do you have gloves, <sighs> game gloves for training, game gloves for actual games? Do you have thousands of these things? And who takes the plastic off? That's what I want. <laughs> oh, my, mine don't part. come with plastic. Uh, yeah, yeah, I know. That is the, the kit guy takes them off. N- no, no, <laughs> no they, that, that's like the, I know what you're talking about. That sweatshop. Is, oh. Um, they're not. They don't hit a store first. So yeah, probably that's not true. Right. No, I think they're just. I think they're just sewn in. I, I mean, like I said, I I buy like maybe a pair or two a year, and it's just I hate taking the things off. And so I'm wondering. I remember that. What's your story? I, I don't have to do that anymore. Thankfully, Adidas this, does that the, for you. No, I think they're because these are custom made in Germany, so I, I don't think they mm-hmm. ever, ever got put on. Um, I feel I feel embarrassed talking about this because I, I get spoiled with gloves. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, I, I remember I remember having to deal with um, you know you get two pairs of gloves uh, a year yeah. and if you lose one um, sucks to be you right yeah um, or you rip or if you rip one whatever just, right? is this like San Jose frogs yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who let the frogs uh, out where um, did your gloves go as an NCAA <laughs> athlete you can't take any mm-hmm. free products right. so uh, yep. You still had to kind of get your own stuff. Yeah. It's in your budget. But um, no, I, I get, I get, um, I get good gear from Adidas. And and well, the thing is, um, throughout the years, I think uh, products change too, right? I mean, I what I've noticed is uh, in most gloves is they they get thinner and thinner, and I'm not a big fan of it. I like more cushion to absorb shots. Um, they get smaller and smaller and tighter and tighter. I don't want that. I want I want it to be big. I still want control, but I want it to be big because I want to cover as much as I can. Right? Do you get those uh, 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 hamburger helper hands that Keller wears? I mean, they are just like big, big paws. Clown. Yeah, but but that's maybe that's old <laughs> school, right? Like we were holding on to some things. I, I'm the same way. Maybe maybe in ten years you see guys with like um, NFL with wax, receiver gloves. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, I mean, I've had my fair share of finger injuries, so I think yeah, I, I, I don't want them. Yeah, I don't want them to be too tight and and the, the hands too vulnerable. But wait, really fast on that. How many fingers have you not broken? <laughs> uh, I have. I should you? bubble wrap. Bubble wrap. I have this one guy who hasn't had anything, but I mean, I've had everything else. Um, your pinky on your that yeah, one. That one doesn't look like it works anymore. That doesn't look normal. Yeah, that one I've dislocated a that few times. I, I dislocated it, and then as it I had like it taped. It's still dislocated. To me. <laughs> <laughs> that, that one doesn't yeah. go the right it's way. My, at all. It's my spider leg. <laughs> uh, Very nice. No, but I mean dislocations, and it's. I think you get your you get to the point where I think the 2016 and 2015, I don't know why, but um, literally two days before the Portland home game, I dislocated this finger, in both years. Oh. Um, it's like what is going on? Like, uh, but <laughs> but you learn. I think as I get older and as I maybe I have dislocated my fingers so many times already, then it's like yeah, whatever, yeah, tape it up. Yeah. So is there artificial stiffness in the fingers of the glove, or is that you have Their to spines? So are there spines? Yeah. Per- personal preference, right? I mean, I I tape all my fingers because to me, finger finger save um, is what they're called for Adidas at mm-hmm. least. Um, you you don't have the 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 feel in your fingertips. So um, if I tape my fingers myself and I still have a glove that that kind of moves freely, I feel like I have more more feeling. Okay. Um, funny i mean i i, I actually uh, i i worked during my college days. I worked in the summer at a, at a soccer shop and. I was in charge of the, the wall of gloves. And I would tell people that I would, this particular uh, glove I wore, uh, the cut's called fingertip. And it is because the seam is in the back. So they're rounded. Because a lot of times what happens, and I, well, this is why I like them, is uh, when a ball's coming your way this way and it's spinning, 
when you catch it, it's actually moving all your fingers that way, oh. right? So now you don't have a seam that's really in the way. Okay. On, as on a flat glove, um, you're just it having stops pure the ball instead of foam. turning your fingers. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Very nice. Um, but yeah, no, uh, it's how many gloves do I go through it? It really depends. Like I said, like they they've they've gotten thinner and thinner, and uh, I remember. Last year in Portland, um, I jumped over and touched the crossbar to make sure that uh, one of the balls was going over. Uh-huh. And I came down, and it literally ripped the whole thing off. It was a oh, brand no. new pair of gloves. <sighs> so, uh, um, but you know people. Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, usually what I do is I wear I wear a, a pair in one or two or three games, and then it gets downgraded to practice. Yeah. Um, uh, because, I mean, practice is where we have a brunt of, of, of hard work. You know, we see hundreds of balls a day. So, um I probably go through close to one a week. A pair a week? Yeah. Wow. What about shoes? I saw you were wearing the Predators uh, this season. Uh, that's more of a what kind of color do they want me to wear, right? Because they want they want you to wear the newest color. Yeah. Mm. Um, I noticed. And, and, and that's, I mean, that doesn't. Doesn't get to the point anymore where it's like, oh, I have a hole in my boot. It's it's more like, no. oh, I wish I could wear the black ones still, but <laughs> they want me to wear the purple ones. <laughs> do, you, do you still have? I mean, do you have? Do you not go through shoes as quickly as your gloves? Obviously, no, no. I mean, I I, I donate a lot of my shoes. Um, we actually have a bin in our locker room um, that either Ozzy will steal stuff from the uh, to, to give to Cuba, or uh, um, awesome. Leo used to take stuff back to Costa Rica. Um, Sometimes Honduras, you know, we just kind of throw a lot of things in there and then it gets put to good use. Now, Mr. Fry, looking at your hands Uh and you are sort of known for having a lot of tattoos, the star tattoo on your hand, is that the most satisfying tattoo you've ever gotten in your life? I'm going to have, because my wife wants to listen to it, so I'm going to have to say no because I have to, that kind of, um, are because of... uh, our marriage so uh we have That's one that we both have the same one and then uh then another one well it looks miserable now but uh i always have to take this off when yeah. i play obviously so i got it tattooed in oh, here nice. so it's always oh. there but in case uh, you meet somebody on the his field, wedding ring is tattooed on his on his ring finger on the inside yeah so those are the most important ones i'm gonna I'm getting some brownie points to that one is fair, that one was fairly satisfying <laughs> though yes yes for sure uh, i mean all the other ones are more Art pieces and um, mottos I like to live by, um, or things that are important to me. Um, but this one was a um, a childhood dream come true, um, and it's funny because it's a, it's a star, and you you know you see for example you see all people that get random tattoos. Star is maybe one of right, them, exactly. you know. And know, so like uh, seventeen year old girl sometimes. or something, yeah. like yin yang <laughs> star. <laughs> Not, you're not obviously, but you know that would be like the choice, right? Wow! And I've Cat Marie. <laughs> All right. Well, it's a very popular thing, but I've—I mean, I've gotten asked because the thing too is because it's on my hand. So whenever, for example, I pay for something, people see it. Right. So uh, right. I've gotten asked quite a few times. It's like, well, why did you get a star? You know, and then so it's like a funny you. thing. I have a good story about this, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so I actually can can say why I got yeah, a star right so. here at the gas station. What was your, <laughs> <laughs> what was your like first it. tattoo, and did you cover it over already? No, my first tattoo was actually um, on the incep, inside of my bicep, um, huh. and uh, I got it in my first year of college. And it's uh, a Swiss flag. It's like uh-huh. a it's an old stamp of Switzerland. Uh, that has the flag in it, and it says Helvetia on it, which is uh, Latin for um, Switzerland. 
Um, so when you see Switzerland, uh, the code is always CH Confederation Helvetica. I think something like that. You probably know better than me. <laughs> that sounds great. But uh, so uh, and and in my my year was eighty six. So that was my first one. And uh, after that, I thought that was gonna be my last one because it hurt like mm. hell. What? Well, yeah, well, yeah, right, right, right under there, your bicep yeah, there. That's sure. the yeah. most sensitive skin on your body, besides yeah. like. I don't know. Yeah, no, I've, I've, thank you for not this is, way, well, no, I've, I've learned there's way more sense in spots. Than <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you. <laughs> my most painful. <laughs> so twice in the last two questions, mm-hmm. you've mentioned Portland. And I just want to know. Uh, Do you so, really want your neighbor to succeed as much as you said? Earlier. No, no. So <laughs> does the. So. Spit it I out. Hate, I, I, hate, I hate Portland. Yep. I hate the entire state yep. of Oregon. Yep. I hate the Timbers Army. I hate Diego Valerian wanting him to fall down constantly. How do you feel about Caleb Porter? He stinks and I don't like him. Okay. And, and so, so hopefully he stays around. Well, yep. And by the way, Caleb Porter, born in Tacoma, still, stink, st- still stinks. Very punchable face. Um, <laughs> I'm just wondering how much of like the fans can't stand each other rivalry like seeps down to the field level. Like, do you want to smother Diego Valerian under a pillow as, like we do? Is like, like how, how does it translate to the field? Um, it definitely does because it's because it's true. It's it's real. It's not just um, like I said. You know, the Trillium Cup. It was like, you know, the fans still they didn't like each other, but it was like, come on, you know. Uh, but this is real. You know, you, there's a, there's a, there's also a, a struggle of um, um, of which one's the cooler city in this area. You know, which one's <laughs> the more hip? Which yeah, one's yeah, the you know? There 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 is real. Uh, if you if you're talking about real rivalries in Europe. Uh, there's usually something deeper than about uh, who is the better soccer team, right? Uh, and I think we have a little something th- about that here. Um, uh, I, with players, um, there's definitely a lot of guys on the Portland Timbers that I'm not a big fan of. Fernando Adi, you stink. Um, but I have <laughs> he definitely listens. But I have, <laughs> but I have a lot of respect for some of them uh, because they're good players. Some of them, uh, I mean. Talking about Valeri, I think he's one of the best players in the league. For sure. Um, but yeah, also some of them are good characters. Um, oh Valeri's also a good guy. Uh, some, so, some guys are good people. And, and, uh, I think, you know, when we're talking about the bigger picture again, and, and for example, talking about us being a, an American, uh, it's important that you have good characters in, in, uh, in positions where they can do something. Um, and as athletes, we are in those positions. So, uh, the more the merrier, I say. Diego Char, you're not a good person, by the way. <laughs> so, um, back to the fan parts. Are there uh, are there fan bases that get get in your head more? Are there things that people have said to you? Or like that crazy stuff they say. Funny oh, or God. wow, I, I didn't realize you researched my Wikipedia enough to know that my you know mother used to give us spoiled milk in the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to mention the same thing again as I've done before, and if any of their fans are going to listen, they're probably going to give me stick for it again. Oh. But uh, the worst thing I heard was was. Um, was in Salt Lake, um, and it's funny because I heard Spurning say something similar uh, in an interview. But it was, uh, it was just very, um, um, just things that that go too far. You know, it's go, it goes yeah, into sports. the you know the banana territory. It goes into that kind oh. of stuff. You know, like um, for us or for me, uh, me and uh, and Spurning, it was the, the Jew and Nazi thing, right? Oh, and Jesus. and and I can handle it. You know, but the issue is for us goalkeepers, we always go out for warmups earlier than everybody else, mm-hmm. right? And so usually the, the the stadiums tend to be quite empty still, um, 
And so when one person's yelling something, you yeah. can definitely hear it. Mm-hmm. And I can process it. I'm an adult. I know you're drunk or whatever. But the little the, the, the eight-year-old the eight, the girl that's standing behind yeah, me exactly. doesn't need to hear exactly. that. Right? Uh, that's 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 probably the, the few times I, that I said something and I wasn't happy with it. But since then, I have to say... Um, the Salt Lake fans, we've had a good laugh about it because uh, they tease me now and they say, um, oh, are we, not, are we not too hard on you this time or what? Like, are you going to be okay? Are you going to cry? <laughs> Um, so I like that banter. That's fine. That's cool. Like bring it on. Like, yeah, I'm like, awesome. we're gonna marry your wife or something. You know? <laughs> I can make that joke. I was, I was a practicing Mormon for a very long time. I like a good old fashioned like fun heckle. You know what I mean? Like if you can be creative, yeah. like who cares? Right. Right? Yeah, no, totally. Yeah. Like, that's part your of it. Is the one thing that's speaking of this, and, and I'd like to hear your guys' take on it, but sure. um, I was not happy with the whole Casey and Tim Howard thing. Um, I don't know if you, do you remember uh, Tim Howard was walked out and then he got into an argument with guy someone who essentially got up in his face completely oh, in his I face. You meant Casey oh. Keller? No, no, no. T- in, in Casey. Kansas. Sorry, yeah, sorry, yeah, 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 sorry. Yeah. I should have clarified okay, yeah. in Kansas. Um, and um, it, it got to the point where literally now we had to walk into the into the stadium a different route from our from our uh, locker room, and I was I told one of the stewards I was like, well, what, what what's going on? And they said it's the Tim Howard rule now. But um, I just think that when as a player, I'm not an aggressive person at all, but if I feel like someone would, because I don't know, you're drunk here, I don't know what your intentions are. If someone, exactly, someone is at the wrong spot uh, or whatever, then... um, he, That fan was at the wrong spot, is what I'm trying to say. And I I felt like Tim Howard took the brunt for that, Mm. and I, I didn't think he was fair. Just there's there's a line, right? And like somewhere yeah. between that line lies the. I think on one line, on one side of the line is the Josh Saunders. He drinks, he drives, he endangers people's, people's lives. lives. That's one side like, of the that's line. That's one side of the line. Yeah. Um, also on that side of the line, I think is the Brigham Young song for RSL, which was a polygamy joke that ECS used to do but stopped doing. Yeah. Um, and like those to me are beyond uh, what I'm comfortable with. But then like on the other side of the line, the good side of the line is just some good old shit talk. Yeah. So, right. Yeah. And so it's it's how do we be clever without making fun of somebody's uh, creed, religion, ethnicity, gender, ableism. Right. Like that's that's kind of like the line for me. So there's some there's some ECS songs that I don't really like. I'm a member of ECS, sure. uh, you know, for a, a while now, yeah. and uh, there are some things that I don't like. But I'm interested in 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 knowing what songs you particularly like. Uh, yeah. We have a question when from you, one of our when positive. you're defending Spit the Brown goal. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, like one jam that you get belts out and you're just like oh yeah yeah this yeah is my, this is my tune. this is my jam i mean the, the this is gonna sound silly but the boom boom clap in the beginning yeah. which is the fact that it's the whole stadium it's so simple oh, yeah. but it's so powerful and yeah it's it, it, there is times i i when i walk out and you'll see it hopefully next time i walk out um it, i try to just soak it up um in the past, when uh, the way before I came to the Sounders, I think the way I would get prepared is I would just kind of zone out. But 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 now there's that there's so much positivity there, there's so much support there that you want to you want to take it in. So I I try to make a point of looking into some random people's eyes, see the passion, see the kids joining in, yeah. see the mass, how many people there is, you know, and then we turn and then we see. Um, it turning into uh, ECS leading us into uh, the next chant. Yeah. And then uh, as we then round and, and start standing there, 
I try I try to look at up uh, at our banners, especially the last one, obviously, which is yes, uh, a big one. Um, but that is my favorite one. Can I encourage you next time you want to look up to look to section 124. 124. Uh, Row J, please. See, <laughs> see, so many people, I, I go like, oh, where do you sit, right? And then they tell me. 124. I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking yeah, about. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, give me left goal, like it's behind like, this your left goal, shoulder, behind right. that goal. Usually, like, I usually look at the weirdest person. <laughs> so if you could just, if you second half, look you to your me. left behind that giant cone of uh, uh, audio cone. I'm the fat guy in a U.S. rolled on jersey because <laughs> uh, they have yet to uh, turn out the. Uh, Stephen Fry uh, U.S. National Team jersey. Right. I'm waiting. Okay. Oh, so I don't oh, think uh, we answered. Your question oh, so about uh, question. the Tim Howard goal yeah. or the Tim Howard rule, uh, but w- I think we want to take a time out before we transition to that. And um, you are listening to the Flounders B Team podcast. Hey everybody, thanks for listening to the Flounders B-Team Podcast. Stay tuned this weekend for part two of our Stefan Fry interview. We'll be back again next week with more great preseason coverage for S2 Tacoma and Sounders FC CCL preparation for our first CONCACAF Champions League match. We'll see you then. This is Channel 253. Question from the, a listener. Is there a Sounders dog calendar coming out? Do you guys bring your dogs to work? Can we have a dog party together? Hmm. Oh, I see. Nate from Tacoma. Who is this Nate from Tacoma? Why are you asking all these weird questions Taco Man dogs? wants to know what your favorite taco is. Is Nate bowling Taco Man? I feel like he is.